The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. clip contains strong language and has therefore been rated 18 plus by the YouTube NECCA. Viewer discretion is advised. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Get out of that and boom! There it is. 
Wardlow rears back. He drops to the cover. Two. No, again, Joe able to kick out. Tell you what, Wardlow probably, I think it's a safe bet to say he saved himself when he got himself out of that choke with that low off drag. Smart by the big man. 136 days as TNT champion. He wants to regain that belt. Oh, oh nice little sweep by Samoa. That was so smart, man. And so quick, right to the instep, take your opponent out, chop him down like a redwood. Well, Joe know what, knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Well, One I mean, thing. You know, Taz, you know as well as anybody, the, the strength, the power of Wardlow, even if he's he's firing at 50%, those are some serious strikes for Samoa Joe to survive. Oh, big time, man. That was, uh, you can't explain that. Oh, damn. For sure, but Joe can see the smile on his face. He loves to dish out punishment. And he knows he's got Wardlow just about dead to rights here. Wardlow up on the top. Oh, wait. It looks like Wardlow trying to escape underneath. Oh, no way. With the he can't left. do it. He can't do it. He did it. The powerbomb by Wardlow. Wardlow feeding off the energy of this crowd. I think the adrenaline also. But the adrenaline can only mean so much if there's damage That's a good idea. No, man, no. Fans were trying to will him up. Damn. That's, that's the thing. That's the adrenaline Wardlow in his mind. He, he knew he could do it, but his body just fell. Oh, oh my Shot block. And now that choke that the legs are in, too. Into the submission, Wardlow. He's, he's trying to look for the crook of Joe's elbow. He's trying to fight his way out of it. But yeah, that, yeah, but he's... he's He's just about getting choked out because of those legs in. Rear naked choke. What a bad feel. Oh, it's out. Wardlow goes out! Ring of Honor World Television Champion and still the TNT Champion, Samoa Joe! And Wardlow put up a hell of a fight, and I respect that. Samoa Joe still the TNT Champion here tonight, but I would say that there is a pretty big asterisk next to this defense against Wardlow. Yeah, couldn't get him up to the power bomb, as we know, as we saw. Hey, a win's a win. That's the, of king, the, of, that's the king of television that, right there. The, the one and true. And Wardlow, he's, he's finally coming to in the center of the ring. The one true king of television is what he calls himself. Just And Wardlow finally realizing he hears the music. He knows that the yeah. match is over. Maybe not sure how it ended, but... Yeah, he got choked out to your point, Excalibur, so he didn't realize until he came through there. And here's someone else's music, which isn't yours. You know you lost. Valiant, valiant effort, kid. Just... Yeah, he really did. I mean, but uh, this is dangerous here because he's not 100%. Joe has not left the ring. Well, and, you know, I mean, Wardlow, he, he fought this match on one leg. We saw Joe with the assault earlier tonight, but Wardlow still had the champion in some very close calls. Look at Joe's face. Are we Are seeing some respect here from I Joe? We... No! Oh, oh, God! Of course we're not! Why do we think that? Might not be the popular thing. I kind of I kind of like what Joe did there, but I have an issue with Joe, and I get him. I get how he thinks. But Joe does oh, wait, not appear to be done with Wardlow yet. He's going a little too far here now, as if the belt shot wasn't enough. Yeah, Samoa Joe maybe looking to do permanent damage. He's got a toolbox. 
this, this is where they kick like, like all the way back all out. He had a game plan against Walter Lewis. He sees the, uh, what's he looking for here, though? I, I have no idea what he's looking for, but it doesn't look good. Woolo's out. He got cracked in the head. Yeah, Woolo, he, he just got put to sleep and now Joe with scissors. What is Joe thinking here tonight? Not sure. It's not good. Bad intentions for sure. Paul Turner trying to get in between oh, some of Joe, but Joe with those scissors in his hand. And oh! But from Paul Turner! Well, that's going to cost him. Yeah, Joe! And now he's facing fine suspensions. And look at this. As if it's not enough to defeat Wardlow. Oh, 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 he's going he's gonna to... Wow. Cut the hair of Wardlow. He cut off that ponytail. That man bun of his. As if the TNT Championship, the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, wasn't enough of a prize for Samoa oh, Joe. That, that's a complete show by Joe. Complete disrespect towards Wardlow for sure. What goes through a man's mind to do something like this? Well, I mean, you know, we, we heard from Samoa Joe. He felt disrespected by Wardlow. That uh, Wardlow looked past the most dangerous man in the room, but hold on a minute. What? It's coming unglued here. Listen to him. Let's Excuse Oh, watch out!
series of move after move after move, intensity to the max. What a series of moves, what a series of matches between the Elite and Death Triangle we have witnessed. And oh! Oh, payback's a bitch with the trash can. Put over his head, there you go. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that goes over the head, you can't see as we know, your arms are kind of trapped also. And all the, all the sound echoing off the, the trash can is so disorienting. Omega, he's got pack line. Drop Nothing! Swagger! Good night! He crunched that trash can on his head! Yeah, I think Don nailed it. Good night, all right. I think Pack's done. Kenny Omega, he's Look got the power. The gut wrench. Uh, I think Pack's out. And into the Dr. Triple tough is Pac, man. Oof. Well, Taz, and to that point, you have to remember, Pac and the Lucha Brothers, they are still the AEW World Trios champions. They have a chance to completely end this series here tonight with a victory, but Omega, he could force a seventh match. Yeah, they at least put up a hell of a fight here. Oh, the Panthers stopping possibly the one-winged angel. Oh. But now, they may be Lucha Brothers. Maybe think of the, the foot stomp, the fear factor on the floor! Oh my God. The cover by Penta! Nick, 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 Nick. Oh, with the no. Bucks there to break it up! It's <laughs> here for the referees, man. They've been in the, in the fray, they're still in it with them. Good job, guys. This has been so crazy. Yeah, this match is... Oh. This match, this fight has spilled all over the arena here in Denver, but... Phoenix... Great anticipation, but he comes back to work on Rana. Rolls through, Connor by I, I can't believe what I've just seen. Wow! Ray Phoenix! Ray Phoenix! Phoenix is a freak of nature. But Taz, you saw Phoenix, he sunk down after that. I think the adrenaline finally wearing off for Phoenix. The, the, the physicality of this match may be catching up with him. Could be, definitely could be. Man, he talked about leaving it all out here. Those 60s better doing that. This is Death Triangle's chance oh, to close it out. God, Fear Factor, no. Nick Jackson. Back body drop on the apron. And Matt waiting on the floor for Penta. This could be disastrous for Penta El Cerro Miedo. Even Nick's looking like, what? You want me to? All right. No, he didn't. Oh. He saved it. Well, you're right. I, that was so close. Pack Perfect timing. At the last possible moment, 2.999 ad infinitum. Pack able to break it up to prevent the three count. Now Pack just comes flying in with that pump kick to the face of Matt Jackson. And now Pack may be thinking Black Arrow. You know what makes this even more amazing? They're doing all this in this altitude. For the air hey, That's a great observation. Absolutely. Denver quite literally the mile-high city as Pack shouldn't start press. He landed on his feet. Oh, oh no! Just flung the chair at him. And one for Penta as well. Bucks getting big time physical here. Whole thing's been physical, but man, I think Penta might be. This could be the end if they land the BTE trigger. The young Bucks with Penta. Jackson, cover! Oh, Pack breaks it up! And how many times has Pack 
saved this day. Yeah, man, you're right. He's been the MVP for their side so far with those saves. I agree. He's got kicked in the back of the head for his trouble as well. This shows you how vital, how important these trios titles are. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at all six athletes, guys. Every match has been amazing. The lengths that these men are going to, are willing to go to. And now the Young Bucks would be looking to force a seventh match by putting away Pack here right now. No, Pack escapes out and didn't put on the brakes on the springboard. Triple double switch, standing switch. But, oh, oh no! Oh, 15% there oh, the Young Bucks! Oh, no! Oh, wow, he's got him. Shivani. Well, we got a seventh match, guys. And wow. it will be Escalera de la Muerte in Los Angeles. Kenny's realizing, too. Well, let's take a look. I think we're going to see this insane one. <laughs> it puts the legs open for the cover, Scott. Yeah, it was a photo finish for the Elite, but they have forced a seventh match, and it will go down Wednesday, January 11th, two weeks from tonight, live on from Los Angeles. And Nick's letting them know he's showing back the seven figures. There you see it. In Los Angeles at the Kia Forum. Can the elite pull off a LeBron James-esque comeback? Down three matches to one. Can they put away Death Triangle? In Los Angeles, we will find out in two weeks' time. and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Kevin Panetta.
Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host is back. He's kicking 2023 with a bang. He's Philly's own. He's Dollar Club's own also. Kevin Sixty Tompanetta. Happy New Year my friend and welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish. What's cracking man? Happy New Year brother. Um, is that the Kenny uh, Omega entrance you got going on? Is that the Kenny uh, <laughs> Omega Inspire? The Chicago Bulls entrance. The Chicago Bulls inspired, exactly. Not Kenny. I don't know why I got the the gist to put this on, but I thought, fuck it, it's 2023. Why not, man? It got a New Year kind of sound to it. It works, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Felt that. Well, man, how was Philly on New Year's, man? I mean, did it go off New Year's Eve? Was was downtown packed? Oh uh, yeah, Philly's always packed. Um, I actually had more of a low-key uh, New Year this year. I got nice Korean food, had some uh, octopus and some ramen, nice. spicy ramen. It was like really good uh, low-key New uh, Year. But yeah, awesome. how was it down under? Down under New Year. Well, like I was telling you, man, off the air, I went to a place called Phillip Island. That's why there hadn't been any PWC shows in the last week and a half, say. So I thought I'd, you know, go away for a little bit. But nevertheless. I'm back, we're back, and it's an all new edition of the skirmish. And we're here to talk AEW Dynamite from this past week, dude. And uh, what'd you think, man? The crowd was hot. It is. Uh, I'll be honest, though. I haven't been feeling uh, AEW lately. I'm going to like really? it. Yeah, I just, it's too much of the same old. Um, I don't like the, the storylines as much anymore. Uh, I think they just lost direction, lost what they were, uh, they wanted to stand out from WWE. And I feel like they're kind of like, repetitive storylines you know like uh everything doesn't make sense <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to enjoy it. it's uh i just think they lost their way you know like a, two, a year ago they were my favorite now like i barely I barely get hope through it it's tough to watch well it's funny you said that because i felt the exact same way as you man like over a year ago maybe two years ago that was my favorite promotion but like you said man a lot of stuff just doesn't make sense they kill their their big guys Yep. I mean, Wardlow got absolutely killed, bro. And then, probably, um, Smojo is going to lose to Darby Allen this week. It doesn't add up, you know? After he just squashed him, what was it, two weeks ago? Like, yeah. I just don't get the booking. Um, it's just so hot and cold, you know? They, uh, there's no cohesion to their storylines. Well, it's funny that you bring up this week because he is facing Darby Allen in Seattle, which is also Darby Allen's hometown. And uh, you think it's obvious, right, that Darby would get the win. But you know what, man? I think maybe Joe will get the win, dude, because, uh, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll take it back. 100% Warlow will get involved and will cost Joe the damn match. You're probably right, dude. But does he need to? He just got choked out, you know? He doesn't. That's the thing, yeah, man. Yeah. If you're going to go with this king of television, gimmick for Samoa Joe, which I love, man. I'm, I'm actually liking that shit. You can't just kill it off right now, man. I think historically the TNT title got, but anybody that was getting hot got undercut. They lose right when they're getting hot, right when they're getting momentum. From, yeah. from Darby to Sammy to uh, Wardlow, uh, everyone except for Cody, you know, but everybody got undercut. Uh, as soon as they're getting hot, you know, Scorpio's yeah. high, like, we start people were starting to like him finally too he was starting to get over as much as i was i was against that uh, run, but just the title's just been like 
as soon as you get a little bit of momentum, they take your balls out from you, you know? It's true, man. Like, uh, good old Tony Con man, as they call him, as the kids like to say. Yeah, I mean, he won Booker of the Year once again this year, dude, according to Meltzer. I, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. It is what it is, man. But uh, let's get into it, though, because uh, we come from um, Denver, Colorado this week, and the f- and the crowd was actually quite hot, man. I was quite surprised by how into how into it they were, and I'll be honest, man, I had to, like, watch it kind of twice because the first time I wasn't really into it, and I thought, maybe it's just me, I was tired, and then I thought I'd give it another shot, I'll watch it again, and I actually enjoyed it more this time, the second time around. <laughs> Than I did the first, and we did start off with a banger of a match between Ethan Page and uh, Brian Danielson. And this is what kills me. I'm a fan of Ethan Page, man, right? But what's the point of making him look so strong? Because this match went for like 20 minutes, dude. And uh, Brian Danielson ends up winning via Basako Knee for the one, two, three. In a great match. It was a great match to start to start the night, and it had a lot of heat. I mean, it, it was it told the story in the ring. I just don't understand why. Why try to make Ethan Page look strong when he's gonna go nowhere anyway? When you try to make everybody strong, nobody comes off strong, and that's been a big flaw for AW since its inception. Um, if there's every match is a 20 minute match, th- then nobody gets over. You know, uh, WWE's starting to do this too, honestly, too, since Triple H took over. Uh, at least they have some disqualifications and storyline progressions where it actually does uh, doesn't hurt anybody. That's the only difference between the two companies right now for storyline telling with the uh, the longer matches. I love long matches, but if it's like competitive and there's a chance the second guy could win, you know, I don't need to. Uh, when you know who's going to win, I don't need 20 minutes. It's like watching Thanos fight Iron Man for an hour. If you know <laughs> if Iron Man's going to win, you like cut it off at 10 minutes, you know, <laughs> or throwing a couple yeah. other Avengers. It's true. No, you're spot on, dude. It, it drives me, it drives me nuts because it's just, what for? Like, it's, they're just wasting their time because they know themselves. They're not, they're not going to do anything with Ethan Page. One minute you try to make him into something, next minute he's a jobber. And then, come on, man. Like when they had that tournament, when uh, him and Ricky Starks were in the final, I thought he was getting some momentum again too. And then right. uh, now they both aren't really going anywhere. Ricky seems like he still has potential, but. I hope he doesn't just disappear right now, you know, after he already lost to MJF. Oh, boy. I mean, it's crazy, dude. You're spot on. But, uh, well, speaking of MJF, though, because at the end of the match, well, actually, should I say, at the start of the match, I'll just quickly say, uh, MJF ends up interrupting All Ego's entrance and taunts Danielson, telling him he found the only hot girl in Colorado because he was with a chick up in the skybox. And then Paige puts boots to Brian, and then the match kicks off. But then after the match, after uh, sorry, Adi, did I say he won by Basaka knee? He won yes. by the regal stretch. Oh, by submission. And the commentary didn't even pick up on it. They didn't even call that it was a regal stretch. It hurt the storyline. Do you notice that? True, true. That's true. They didn't, man. You're right. No, they, didn't, no. they didn't notice. No, you're right. That's true. They actually didn't even want to mention Regal, even though the Blackpool Combat Club is still a thing, even though none of these guys are from Blackpool or England. Well, they were saying it's a frame of mind. It's a mindset. Right. It's a mindset. Mindset. Yeah. Whatever, guys. Whatever. Well, anyway, after the match, we get a video package where Samoa Joe explains he's a 
his alliance with Wardlow, and how he took notes as to how Mr. Mayhem ticks so he could take his title. And then we get Wardlow being interviewed backstage, but before he can get much out to answer, Joe blindsides him with a steel pipe and takes his leg out, and then we go to a break. And he made him look bad. I mean, he was screaming at Wardlow saying, I did it! I did it! Whatever, it was me, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Joe looks believable, dude. That's what I love about him. He does. Now, I hope he wins this week to keep he's a killer right now. It's another guy that could get undercut. He's got the, the world. Like, if you're going to have him beat Wardlow, like, keep keep the momentum going, you know? Make him look like he could go for the world title. He could get, a, get him some string of wins, you know? I agree, dude. Absolutely. But they've killed him, dude. I mean, seriously, like, when I think about it, they've totally, totally killed him. It makes you think he's leaving, like his contract's up, and I, I doubt it, but the way he's been booked, it's it doesn't make sense. <sighs> it's bizarro world, Kev. It's bizarro world, and mind you, it gets better later on, but we'll get to that soon. Anyway, as we come back from commercial, we get Hangman Adam Page being interviewed backstage. He says it's been two months since he wrestled, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have any timeline right now and the trainer says if he keeps following protocols he might be able to wrestle in about two weeks but if he keeps trying to pick fights with mox he might not even be able to get back into the ring ever again uh what do you think of this kev um so you, to say the dark still, order will be behind him too he's still recovering from the concussion they're saying right so like supposedly why they, so why would they even allow him to uh attack and i mean you know that's like definitely like not good for concussions you shouldn't be physical <laughs> at all um he should be like forced you know how they mandated mjf to be on dynamite this week they should mandate uh hangman page to stay home he's gonna attack people uh but it is wrestling and i, I like bray Wyatt's storyline sometimes so i'll let it slide uh about time they told him to stop interfering it was getting a little played out so at least they did that they came up with a, they, they tried to come up with a storyline excuse to have him stop interfering so i appreciate the effort i guess true uh, speaking of Bray, um, did you see SmackDown with uh, Uncle Howdy? Who is yes. it, Kev? Is it, I'm going is Bo it, Dallas. You think it's Bo Dallas? I think it's Bo. Does it look like Bo Dallas, do you think? I've seen some pictures where they put comparisons of it. and It could be right. the dude Vincent from uh, Ring of Honor. but uh, I'm leaning towards that. I mean, we haven't seen much of Vincent lately, dude. I don't think they would have showed him in the crowd at NXT, though, that one time. You know? Did they? Um, maybe the fan, maybe it was a fan that, that caught the picture of him, but it, it leaked. Oh, interesting! I didn't actually see that. Well, we'll find out anyway soon enough. Wait, but does he look short to you? He did look short. Yeah. Then that's got to be Vincent. Both Dallas is actually at least six two. Something, yeah, like, sure. something like that. I assume. I haven't seen but him anyway. in years, so I don't remember. Well, yeah, that's true too. Isn't he with um? Liv Morgan. Uh, Liv Morgan, yeah. What's up with that? Lucky, lucky man. Those uh, <laughs> those, were, those rotundas corpse sure know how to get the ladies. <laughs> those rotundas. <laughs> Even the fat ones, dude. Yeah. Pulled in uh, the ring announcer, right? Hey, look at her. She's retired, bro. I mean, she doesn't have to do shit anymore, I guess. That's right. What's her name again? Jojo. Yeah, Jojo. Jojo, that's right. I was trying Yo, to think Jojo. of the whole time, too. Yeah, I can't believe I actually remembered. Well, anyway, speaking of um, the Blackpool Combat Club, though, earlier, 
we get the next matchup where it's the Blackpool Combat Club in Claudio Costagnoli and John Moxley versus Top Flight in Dante and Darius Martin. Uh, man. Uh, I don't know, man. It was it was all right when the Martin brothers just come in and dive straight out of the gate and try to fuck up Mox and uh, Costagnoli, but uh, it was all right. It was good. It was a good TV match. And in the end, the Blackpool Combat Club win by pinfall with an uppercut from Claudio Costagnoli on Darius Martin. It was actually quite a good European uppercut. Yeah, you know, he's the best at the European uppercuts, honestly. Oh, for sure. He does them pretty good, man. He makes them look great. I think he relies on them a little too much, but he's definitely, that's his best thing he does, you know, that and the swing. Oh, the swing. The swing's the funniest, especially when he did it to Jericho. I mean, come on, that was that was gold. Yeah, and then Jericho overselling it on Twitter. Like, it was, like, <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Oh, he's a character, dude. But, uh, yeah, like I said, man, great TV match, but still, meh, sometimes. I don't know, man. I find Claudio just too boring, man, and just... I don't understand this Blackpool Combat Club thing. They should just... I don't know, man. It was a mess to begin with, in my opinion especially how things worked out and is Danielson even still Blackpool Combat Club or not uh for now and uh Claudio had momentum too then like think the Ring of Honor belt brought him down you know that, <laughs> winning that championship because he then he, he was off TV you know then he lost to Jericho uh that definitely uh, like took away all of his momentum too now he's just lost in the shuffle and then top flight too they could potentially be an awesome tag team go especially with the acclaimed as the champions you know they could absolutely can work their way up too, but like uh, just like with Private Party two years ago, they got to do something with these young teams that can, unless they get over by themselves, like they claimed it. Um, it's tough. You, if you keep losing these matches all the time, it's, you're not going to be taken serious. But Dante Martin was like could have been like a like a, a TNT champ for a minute there too, but they didn't capitalize on that. You know, it's well, funny. I actually prefer Darius. But he's hurt all the time. But that's the problem, right? That's true. But uh, yeah, that that ending where they essentially Darius gets knocked out and he tries to get back up and blah blah blah. You know, your typical, you know, good guy versus bad guy. Even though everyone's a good guy in this match, I guess. But um, and I just one other thing I wanted to touch on and I forgot to before having the dark order around Hangman Adam Page again just makes him look like a complete dork. Yeah. Um makes him seem not confident doesn't fit his gimmick um doesn't make him cool you know like i mean there's nothing no uh, hatred towards the dark order that just doesn't fit you know yeah it's, it's not true, gold man. dust and uh booker t you know it's totally yeah, that worked <laughs> some for somehow it worked somehow it worked but, you know uh, why man because booker is able to go down to anyone's level bro if he wants to be a funny dude he'll play that fucking character you know what i mean just like you know, with with Goldust, where he's like, "Yo, Goldie," <laughs> you know, what I mean? <laughs> calling him Goldie. Like seriously, like come on, that was gold, man. Pun intended. Yeah, I think the Dark Order needs to stick around more with the best friends and stuff. You know, I think they uh, <sighs> get rid stay, of like all. a little lower on the card. I think it's definitely hurting Hangman's uh, main event status. I don't even yeah. see Hangman as a main eventer like the internet does. Like a uh, upper mid card, I see him as. Well, we've got the first comment of the evening. Facebook user says Dork Order. Yeah, exactly. It is a Dork Order. I mean, seriously, look at Uno, man. 
He sounds like Kermit the Frog. He's like, Hi, I'm Kermit the Frog from Sesame Street. I mean, shut the fuck up, dude. Uh, speaking of shut the fuck up, Kev, what's going on with Dax Hardwood, man? Um, he's having like a midlife crisis. <laughs> Did you listen to that to, to his first podcast? I listened to a lot of it, like especially the CM Punk remarks too. Right, like right. The, the bought everybody coffee. You know the uh, the Starbucks <laughs> cards. Um, he his locker room is always open. I loved it. I like. I'm. I'm. A, thank God we're getting the other side of the story. That like CM Punk isn't a total piece of crap. Like uh, the narrative, like the like the uh, the Meltzer crew wants to portray it as. And uh, I guess Whoa. Jericho hates him. Apparently, according to them, too. The IWC. Jericho. Well, he- not exactly. People think that. Actually, as a matter of fact, Jericho wanted to get close to CM Punk. As a matter of fact, a fun little fact. Did you know it was CM Punk that bailed him out of jail once? No, I didn't even know. Yeah, do you remember years ago where the Hardy Boys and Jericho and I think it was Hurricane Helms, they they were out on the streets and they were fucked up on what, and they all got arrested, bro. I can't remember what happened. I think they were in some sort of diner, bro. Yeah, I do remember that. And they all got arrested. It was Punk or CM Punk that actually bailed them, bailed them out. So, yeah, Why do you think CM Punk's uh, supposedly, uh, allegedly causing this drama? Like, uh, think he's just trying to like fit in to make Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson happy? Or you think it's BS? I, honestly, man, at first I said straight up, it's a shoot. Mm-hmm. But when the elite came back and started doing the, you know, all the, they were reenacting, yes. yeah, the biting and all that shit, right, and all the Easter eggs during that match. Then I started thinking to myself, oh, fuck, it's probably your work now, right? But I think it's a work to shoot. Like, I think it's, there is a lot a lot of truth to what's going on, and I think there is a lot of friction. But if CM Punk is mature enough, they can turn this shit into money, man. And if they can put their shit aside and build on some sort of feud and long-term storyline... And I'm not talking about your typical two-week storyline that AEW loves doing. I'm talking about going all in, pun intended, in an actual work-to-shoot storyline between Punk and the Elite. Well, if you remember when we talked about this when it first happened, I thought it was a uh, a work. And right. I thought because they had because CM Punk was going to be up six to nine months anyway, so they right. would do this. They would do this fake drama for six to nine months, but. Uh, I've been starting to think it's a shoot lately for the past like three months. Really? Yeah. So now you're the opposite. That's I'm not convinced, but I, uh, I, I'm thinking it is a, a, uh, a shoot. And then, uh, but I think that they're all going to come to terms and realize they need, especially if the, the ratings keep dropping. I think they're going to realize that they need punk if they want to grow past that 1 million consistently again. Well, officially he hasn't re- uh, resigned yet. So, a stoner contract why would you want him to go then he potentially could i know i don't think he would ever go back to WWE full-time i don't think they want him to but i could see him do like a royal rumble match here you know like a one-off a couple like maybe a big match you know against roman reigns or cena like so why would you want to give them that chance to do that yeah but the thing is he would want to win those matches not lose them maybe not for five mil or you know (laughs) Man, maybe a Brock Lesnar match. He, I could see him losing to a Lesnar if it was well, a one-off. He already faced Lesnar if you remember that match a few years back 
well, it was quite a few years ago, and eh, I don't think they gel that well, man. No, but it's a it's a draw, you know. Like Roman Reigns and Brock are the biggest draws in wrestling. But they they gel pretty well in the ring, though. I can to just be fair, man. People can roll their eyes all they want when they hear another Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar matchup. But you know what? All the matches haven't been bad. I've actually enjoyed practically most of them. Yeah, the bulldozer too. That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not too bad. They're not that bad. So I don't understand why people, you know, roll their eyes. Well, I'm a- because they uh, they shot their load before Roman got over. You know, Roman was beating them before he was ready. When they forced him down her throat. True. That's why. Now since well, Roman's been Roman, the big dog, not the big dog, they acknowledge me, the tribal chief. <laughs> yeah. It's been amazing. But before that, we saw it way too many times. Just like uh, there's way too much Orton and Cena for years, too. And, like, if you just did it at the best of both of them, they were great matches, too. They had great chemistry. You know, they just forced it down our throats before it was time for that match. True. No, I agree, man. You're spot on. Well, let's go back into Dynamite, though, Kev, because we got best friends in Kip Sabian they interviewed backstage. Woohoo. Kip asked for this interview time and has a cryptic riddle before saying they've done this dance far too long and it's about time for the final act and he'll peel the All-Atlantic Championship from his limp. Limp. Yes. Anyway, Chimperetta points out that he eliminated Kip after Kip eliminated Orange and he should get a shot too and Orange gives him a total shot on Rampage. Are you excited? Were you excited? Nah, I mean, now that I met Cassidy, I'm rooting for Orange Cassidy, though, so I want Cassidy to help him. So. Well, he's been kind of funny lately. To, to I like Orange, fair. yeah. But, like, you know, like, does Kip have a chance? There's no way he's a chance of this, right? What the fuck is Kip, dude? It's got to be, like, a takeoff of video game character. He's a big gamer. It's probably, like, a uh, parody of uh, somebody in Final Fantasy or something or what. I don't it know reminds what me of a Persona character, actually. I don't know the game, but it's got it's got to be apparent. Like maybe like a like Arcane or something. So I was big on Netflix. So I've, it's got to be a take of a character that we don't know about. Well, it's fucking it sucks. Just saying, Kip. Seriously, this is just. First of all, he's with Penelope Ford, dude. Yeah, he's a lucky man. Lucky, lucky <laughs> man. I mean, they're the same height, pretty much. Both of them side by side. Uh. Personally, I'm surprised you'd go for something like him, and he's like almost a cross-dresser, bro. Girls like that, man. Girls like him, guy. The guys with the guy liner, you know. That's why I like Damn, girls like rock dude. and roll guys. What from the '80s? Yeah. Is it glam rock all over again? If anybody dresses like long hair, like that vibe chat on, and eye makeup, and paint their fing- paint their fingernails <laughs> in style now because of Pete Davidson and Machine Gun Kelly. Look at that. Yes. Every girl likes them guys. They dress like women. I've noticed. Makeup. That's the back and style, <laughs> dude. It's not girls, my style. It's a woman Girls, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, seriously. I, I mean, why do they want to go for feminine, feminine dudes? I mean, I don't get it, dude. I mean, all right. Maybe the fingernails thing, I can, I can live by it sort of thing. But fucking makeup and... I don't know, man. I don't know. We're living in different times, Kev. Yeah, man, it's a confused generation. So um, it's just times are changing. Times it's confused, all right. But, but you know what? Even the older dudes, like I saw a dude on a train, no shit, right, with makeup and green hair. And I'm just looking at him like, oh, man, I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> like, it is what it is. 
I'm not going to comment either way what I think, but the younger generation takes uh, gender as a man-made construct, you know, like you, you <laughs> like Barbie dolls because you were taught that way, you know, like um, guys like partying or pulling in strip clubs and stuff and winning the girl because they were taught that through society. That's the way that the, uh, the younger generation's thinking it. They don't think it's just because of testosterone and, uh, you know, times are changing. Times are definitely times are definitely changing man it's it's weird and uh we got todd brantley in the chat saying yeah, when I think up, fashion, what up todd happy new year bro happy new year and he says when i think of fashion i think of mgk machine gun fucking kelly i would never do mjk's uh, style but uh the women love it and homeboy in the chat says because wrestling is bleep now <laughs> what the oh, man maybe uh maybe i should actually put a warning next time right kev i mean for what kind of well for what homeboy warning the following video clip contains strong language and has therefore been rated 18 plus by the youtube necca viewer discretion is advised Just in case. <laughs> I never knew you got PC. Look at you. <laughs> I'm trying, man, but I still drop an F bomb one too many times. I should try not to, though. But uh, you still use like a cool Australian bad word, like just crikey it, man. <laughs> crikey. <laughs> I know crikey, Kev. Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of crikey, we've got a. Uh, what's this freaking match? Balaam Lynx versus Hook. And obviously, Hook wins by submission via the Red Rum. I love Hook. Um, he should be on Dynamite more, honestly. I don't know why he was on Rampage. He was like the Rampage guy for months. So Hook's awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I don't care what anyone says, man. I, I'm not sick of the kid. I know they don't know what to do with him. But what killed me uh, is what happens post-match, Kev. Because post-match... Stokely Hathaway comes down with Lee Moriarty and Bill Morrissey, or should I say Big Bill Morrissey? Big Bill. Yeah. And cuts a promo on Hook calling him the Southwest Airlines of pro wrestling. But out of nowhere, we get Jungle Boy Jack Perry making the save and takes Moriarty out, out in the aisle. Hook then stares down Bill and then nearly suplexes him, but Morrissey gets him up in the, go in the goozle and Jack has to make the save with a two by four, and there we go. He's destroyed already. Well, there goes big Cass into a big ass. This could have been okay um, if they timed it better. Cass is holding him up in the air, waiting for Jungle Boy to hit him. You know, like it just looked a little too like not as crisp as WWE. You know, they, 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 they I just, get you. Looked a little amateur. Uh, you know what? It could have worked if they just did it. They timed it right. He remind me of the of Big Show, or shall I say, the Giant back in WCW, like his like earlier run. I'm talking about '96 Giant, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he looks like Testo a little bit, doesn't he? Like yeah, he yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what, man? He's jacked, bro. Oh, no, he is. He is. He's looking like, like magnificent, it is, bro. It's tough to suspend your disbelief that these guys can have a chance of beating him, though. That's like the biggest thing, like. Jungle Boy and Hook, like if in real life this guy would demolish them, you know. Well, I'm I'm a fan 
of Hook. But damn, you know damn well that he's going to beat Big Yeah, absolutely. You know he's going to beat Big Bill, though, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely he's going to beat Big Bill. Um, you got to book it like a, like back in the day when Jeff Hardy would wrestle Undertaker or, you know, or, you know like, Take the le- take the legs out. Use some weapons. You gotta make you gotta make it believable. Yeah, Don't no, look. I agree. Maybe I not with the red rum, you know, rum. You know, maybe uh, break a pull a weapon in or something. You know. Look, they could even go the Jeff Hardy Undertaker route when you think about it. Because even though Jeff Hardy lost that match, he he got made after that match, dude. Yeah, oh, he absolutely got made. I mean, he was made to look like a million bucks. Like, literally, Undertaker made him even though he lost. The thing about AEW, they don't know how to make anyone like that, dude. They just don't know because, how to do it. Because every match is that, you know? You know, if like if, if we would appreciate, like, some of these underdogs getting close if that, that every match wasn't that long. You know, everybody's... Right, right. Well, like, oh, should... Darby Allen took him to the limit. Like, the, the, like, when he did it with Cody, it worked. Because every match wasn't like that at that point. And you knew he was getting closer and closer to the victory. No, you're right. That's true, man. And you know what? Darby Allen, even though he's not the biggest guy, he's kind of believable in some ways because he he the way he uses his body, he knows how to use his body knowing that he's the smaller guy. So he has to like be like a cannonball, like just launch his body at you all the time, yeah. which makes it more believable. He comes off like you got to knock him out or kill him to beat him. That's yeah, why. Absolutely, you know, you got to be a little sick in the head if you want to beat him. Like, do, just, I, do I really have to take it to the too far? You know, do I have to cross that line? That's why Darby's <laughs> the best. And, he, and, dude, he kills himself out there, dude. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he will really take any hard bump, period. Yeah, dude has dude is fearless. That's why they – you know, he, he – he has similarities to Jeff Hardy, but he doesn't. Uh, but that fearless thing is totally 100% of Jeff Hardy back in the day. I think, and now, honestly. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Todd said in the chat, if Hook beats Morrissey, I'm quitting AEW. No <laughs> lie. <laughs> and he said he refuses to call him Big Bill. Yeah, he did say that. And he also said at least they got action Andretti over. Oh, wait. Yeah, who? Like, who's that? He was already gone. He was he was like last week's news, dude. Well, two he got weeks ago. Shot in the face with a fireball. Oh yeah, because uh, Jericho is a wizard again. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Did you know I Jericho like had to go to a magician school to you have to, to shoot a fireball? You have to be a certified wizard in whatever state he originally did it in. It was like a law. So I think I heard that, that, man. Is that true? That's yeah, ridiculous. It's true. That's why he called himself the wizard because he had to get some license to be a magician to shoot the fireball. <laughs> Come on, man. for real? No shit. Yeah, he's a licensed magician, a wizard. <laughs> that makes it even better because he really is a wizard. If he would tell uh, people before, instead of instead of on his podcast, it'd be funnier. Make it better. Fucking funny guy, man. No shit. Homeboy eighty eight says in the chat, "What do you guys think of the Von Eric movie coming out with Zac Efron as Kerry Von Eric?" I think. I think you're right, actually. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I feel like it's going to be a disappointment, Kev. I think it's going to be good if you can get past how small they are, you know? I mean, they, they've got jacked up for this, too. They, I think they took some supplements for this, but oh, uh, they're way too short. But uh, if you can get past that, I think it's going to be very good. Isn't MGF? MGF is playing uh, Lance Von Eric. 
So he's not in the movie for long. I'm not sure what part of the story uh-huh. that's going. Well, because didn't he pass away in Japan? I think. I know they all died, but except for Kevin, right? Yeah, except for Kevin, and his sons are actually wrestling as well. They're a tag team, which I actually thought that were pretty good. The ones that they're the ones in MLW. Or right, MLW? right. Yeah, yeah. I think where are, are they still in MLW? Because I haven't watched MLW in a long time, man. Yeah, I haven't watched it probably since pre-COVID, but uh, they were there then. They were awesome. <laughs> Todd said in the chat, "Is it the same school Lola went to? Because Lola is the king of the fireball and the king of the pedos." If you know what I mean, wink, wink. You probably didn't need to be licensed back in the sixties and seventies when Lawler was doing that all the time, and Nashville right. and then where uh, Jericho did it at too. But possibly. Well, but not all states you need a license, right? True. Yeah, I have no idea what state. I, I didn't look up the magician license of the United States, but I think it was Tampa. I think it was for Tampa that he got it for. I think, or Florida yeah. in general. Yeah, maybe. It's probably just a test online real quick too, you know. I have friends yeah. that are ministers now. They paid like $300 and are marrying their friends now. Dude, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got friends. I kid you not. It's funny that you said that, dude. You say you got friends turning into ministers. I've got yeah. friends turning into priests, bro. Nice. <laughs> and I'm talking about like these guys were troublemakers, bro. And now suddenly they're priests. I can't take them seriously, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, are they standing like a convent or are they just like doing weddings? No, like I'm talking about all in, dude. Like, like for example, I'm Greek Orthodox, right? And they're Greek Orthodox priests, right? So they do the the proper thing, man. But yeah, it's just weird, dude. But you know what? Maybe they're just a lot smarter than us, Kev, because I'm pretty sure it's the same in the states as it is here in in Australia. I think worldwide, if if you're if you got a church, if you become a priest and all that, everything's tax free, bro. Yeah, definitely. That might be why they're doing it. You know surprised I mean? people do it here. I'm telling you, bro. And it's probably the, one of the easiest things to actually get into and do. And you make I a think, killing for it, bro. I think people are too afraid Tax to be free. called a cult. You know, I think they get like might be called a cult leader if you started it here. Really? I think, they, I think Jerry Leto has one. I think he has one. They all go to like a private island and stuff too. I think he. he Damn. That's another thing. I don't get how people get so manipulated into cults bro like i don't know how people are just looking to be accepted i think you know people aren't Damn. confident people are codependent it's just like why does girls jump from guy to guy to guy to guy instead of being alone insecure for... bro because they insecure you know how they are bro they always need someone yep yeah you know what i mean like oh look d over here is sort of uh giving me the you know what i mean but, I, right. but that's how i feel like most of them fucking always need someone you know but yeah you're right i mean some Maybe. girls love jumping dude some girls are fucking like trash man like going through multiple guys on the same night and shit like come on man without even showering and anyway that's another story <laughs> <laughs> that's not for this show but uh anyway let's so, well sorry what'd you say kev i didn't say anything i just oh, laughed I, oh i heard a echo. that's why it was probably D yeah, I thought it was D. I thought it was D. I think it was D. Anyway. <laughs> um, post-match, we get... Um, oh, not post-match. We get another backstage segment where we've got uh, Chris Jericho cutting a promo on Ricky Starks. He says, Turning down the Jess was the biggest mistake of his career. Foolish, small-minded, 
and a decision of a flash in the pan. Uh, Ricky, I mean, the de- not decision, the, the, what do you call it? Like, he's basically calling him a flash in the pan, but Ricky has the arrogance and confidence of a superstar, but he doesn't have all the tools that Jericho does. And on January 4th, he's taking Starks to school. And uh, we know Jericho is probably going to lose this one too, right? You think? Uh, hopefully, hopefully Ricky, Ricky Starks is on the verge of being over, being a big deal. No, Ricky Starks is going to win, dude, I think. Okay. I don't think Jericho is going to win, nah. I hope you're right. That would be a big deal for Ricky. That would be uh, good booking, you know. That would be uh, good. But you never know, Jericho. There's been many feuds you thought Jericho was going to lose, and he usually ends up winning them. And, uh, even beat even beat um, MJF for once, didn't he? Then didn't MJF won the rematch? He did. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, so he's definitely won a lot of feuds you weren't expecting. He killed a lot of uh, heat. So you never know. And see, that's that, that, that's the thing, man. But anyway, I mean, oh, homeboy says in the chat, check out my podcast, the Homeboy Eighty Eight podcast featuring Jimmy T. My, me, it's me on the ECW Wrestling Series and the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Series. Yes, and actually check out Homeboy 88's podcast of the same name, the Homeboy 88. I follow podcast. him on Twitter. I gotta check and see if I'm following you on YouTube. I gotta double check. Is he on Twitter? I think so. Aren't you on Twitter? Homeboy, you on Twitter, bro? I don't think so. I follow he's very... him somewhere. Where's he on? I follow him somewhere. He's very well. I think he's got alter egos, personally. Okay. But even though he denies it, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. He actually denies it, bro. You know what I mean? Then sometimes he says it is, but then he's like, "Nah, that's not me." Put it this way, he's complete opposite of what he of what he is online, you know what I mean? But uh yeah. He's very secretive that that homeboy. Look, he's he saying said no. no. Alright. Maybe I just saw it on here then. Homeboy stop stop lying. Wrong guy. What guy? I didn't even mention anyone. I didn't even mention a name. Or you talking about on Twitter. Actually he's probably talking about Twitter. Yeah, I think he's talking about Twitter. Homeboy, jump on, dude jump on <laughs> even if you're working come on brother <laughs> <laughs> Todd says he's not on Twitter because he's smart because Twitter is a cesspool it is but it's good for social interaction and promoting your things in my opinion you get the news first on there too it breaks right away that's true no you're right and you get uncensored news yeah if you want to see uh, Mandy Rose uh, go on Twitter <laughs> he says I'm not Iron Patriot. Yes, you are. See, why did you mention the name when I never mentioned Iron Patriot? That's that's on you, homeboy. That's on you, bro. <laughs> and just quietly happy New Year to you too, homeboy man. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to Dynamite because we get from uh, Starks and Jericho to weird at this point, Kev, because. It's the mogul affiliates oh, are <laughs> interviewed backstage as Shane Strickland talks up his allies and talks trash on Keith Lee. And then we get a fucking annoying Willa Uta rolling up. He says he couldn't think less of Shane running down a man who isn't here and using these goons to do his dirty work and challenges him to a match on Rampage. Right, right. You know, in my Will or You rule, I just change the channel. <laughs> For That's real, true, man. I make I sure on the roll. I, I make sure I change the channel just so they don't get the rating. Dude, he's got the most screechiest voice. 
and annoying. You just want to slap the motherfucker. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, he was better before he talked, you know? <laughs> oh, boy. Wheeler, shh. Just stop, dude. Please. What do you You're think would help him? What do you think would help him? What's he yeah, like? It's not his delivery. It's not It's not his delivery, dude, really. His delivery is fine. He's a good it's worker, voice. too. But I don't know why. Like, I, he just... Because he looks like any guy off the street, bro. Really. That's the, that's one problem, right? Two, he's kind of like, I won't say he's popular, but he's not hated. He kind of gets cheered when he comes out. Let's be real. He does. Right? He does. He does. I'm not going to say he gets the loudest pops of the evening, but he does get some sort of reaction. And that's what counts. At least he's getting a reaction. But his voice is just annoying, man. And the way he says things, he's like, Oh, look at you. Like, blah, blah, blah. All you do is cry. But see, I'm not giving it justice because he's got that screechy fucking voice, bro. Like, Yeah, um, I think it, I think I can't get into him because they, they Roman Reigns him, where they push, push him down her throat, you know, for months. When he first debuted, either he was all over every main event when there were so many other guys deserving at the time. And he was just all over our freaking TV every episode, too. For We were like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> wow and speaking of who the heck is this guy dude why the fuck will they get the whitest white of white dudes and I'm talking about Ku Klux material type of looking dudes especially like the other dude with the tats all over his face and shit he looks like do you remember an Aussie movie back in the day Kev you probably don't but it's got Russell Crowe in it okay. called Romper Stomper nah I didn't see it Dude, that's one of the best movies, one of Russell Crowe's best movies, and it's a true story. It's it's based off um like skinheads, you know, you know, you know, skinheads back in the day, dude. Like, and they were like pro Nazi, you know, pro white, anti migrants type. Like of American shit. History X. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same, yeah. bro. Yeah. Except it was long before American History X, but exact same thing, the exact same thing. Except Russell Crowe is the main actor on it, and he plays the main like, he, he, heel he, he of the movie. He head and everything. Yeah, bro, it's one of his first movies. This movie, this is the movie that actually got him noticed, like into America, into Hollywood. This movie is what made him, dude. One of the best movies. I actually, you know what? I should send you a link. I will send you a couple of Aussie movies that I think you will like, dude, and can relate. Nice. Check them out. Trust me. I've been streaming a lot lately. Like uh, Glass Onion was pretty good. Did you see Glass yeah. Onion? I haven't seen that. No, is that Aussie? No, it's Knives Out Part Two. Knives Out Part Two. But uh, no, Edward Norton. No. We're, we're just talking about Edward Norton. Yeah. How? Where is Edward Norton these days, man? He's apparently very tough to work with. That's why he doesn't get. His I've heard days. that. Yeah, he wants I've to rewrite that. his own stuff, and uh, allegedly he is. And that, so he's got a bad reputation, whether it's deserving or not. Mm, fair enough. Well, he he looks like that type of guy, though, dude. I mean, I loved him in Fight Club, though. Oh, I love Fight Club. American History X was great too. He was great in that. Uh, oh, American History X was one of the best movies, dude. When that came you see, out, you see Primal Fear. Uh, I don't think I did, man. That movie too. That's that's awesome. Really? How long ago? That's is that all? Is that based off the video game Primal Fear? Dude? No, no, no. This okay. is like a Alter Boy, like murder mystery. Uh, oh, really? One, I think it might be Edward's first, one of his first ones. So it's like really old. How old? When did it come out? In the 90s? Um, Like 99, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, 99. Fight Club was 99 as well, man. Yeah, but it was before Fight Club. It was before Fight Club. Like oh, maybe like 94, 95. Then. Shit. 
he goes way back but he hasn't been really around in a long time but let's get back into AW start speaking about actors and movies um why would they pair these two guys that was the whole point of the story why would they pair these two guys with Shane Strickland I don't get it man I guess they're hoping Swerve can get him over like look how Look how look look how much better uh, Hit Row was when Swerve was there. Maybe we figured he could do this. Oh, dude, magic. that's that's what's missing from Hit Row, dude. They're nothing without Swerve. It's crazy. I thought they had potential, but oh, uh, ninety six. Thanks, Todd. Primal Fear came out ninety six. Thank you. And he's right too. They had the perfect uh, chance to bring in Shane Taylor Promotions too. Would have been perfect. For oh him. man, they've did. He, is Shane Taylor even signed with AEW? I don't think he has, bro. Is he ever signed to Ring Honor? Is he? Nah, nah. No, I don't think so, dude. He just pops around and then uh, then he's gone. Cool. I talked to Parker Bordeaux online before. He's been pretty nice to me, so I've been rooting for him. But uh, this isn't working so far. They got to. Uh... Dude, I can't believe I thought he was the next big thing once upon a time while he was in WWE, dude. I legitimately thought he was the second coming of Brock Lesnar. Then I realized how much he sucked. I liked him as Harlan. I thought him and Gacy uh... could have gotten over. They could have gone over. I was surprised when he got fired. Dude's got a head you want to slap, man. That's good. It's good heel. That's good. I uh, know, but it's like go away heat for me, man. Well, getting when the, the trust busters hurt, that's to kind of like drop his credibility. Is that already like dropped? Is that done already? Done and Yeah, that's why it's with uh, Swerve now. So I think that definitely hurt his credibility. Like that, some of these guys got to protect themselves more, I think, you know? <sighs> whole point that's of what I mean, Who good. books his shit, bro? TK man, damn man, damn. Anyway, um, what's that? T- what's the tattered dude's name? Do you know? Do you remember? It's some weird name. Uh, really? Yeah. Man, he it's looks like, like a really like non. It's, it's a tough to market name. It's like like he should probably change his name for wrestling. Let me see if I can find it. What is uh, it? What is it like a Polish name? <laughs> it's like grass grasping. <laughs> Oh, one of those ones like, like a full like redneck hillbilly type of last name. Uh, affiliate groups. Let me see. I'm trying to find it online real quick. Come on, other names. Now, 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 I'm curious. God damn it! Brandon Goatsman. What? Brandon Goatsman. Brandon Goatsman, like, eh, like Goatsman. Well, G-O-E-G-O-E-T-Z-M-A-N. What Goetzman. the fuck? Brandon Goatsman. Yeah. Totally not a good, a good marketable name. No wonder why he's got, like, a no name to him. I mean, yeah. they don't say nothing about him, right? They don't mention his name. He's, like, a cool nickname or something, you know, like, give him a chance. Oh, look at that. We've got the professor in the chat. Saying happy new year from the professor and happy new year from us, prof, and everyone at the PW Hustle and the Pro Wrestling Reflection. Happy New Year, bro. And from Dollar Club. Worldwide. And there's Todd spelling it out for us. Grandin Goatsman. That sounds Jewish, man. It could be, but it's definitely not a good marketable man, you know? Like did you see yourself wearing a Grandin Goatsman shirt? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, dude. That's that's fire. <laughs> Come on. I mean, shit. 
What can, well, so what can we call this guy? Can we call him, uh... I don't know, like, uh, skinhead? Skinny? Big goat? Big goat. The big goat. Bathamount? Brandon? G... B-Rad? G-Rad? <laughs> what about B-Rabbit? <laughs> I mean, seriously. What the, what they, they, they gotta find some movie character. Like, I, I know why WB does that, too. Like... Oh, find like man. a uh, movie character that looks like him. You know who he reminds me of, dude? Do you remember GTA 5? Did you play GTA 5? Nah, I didn't. I, oh, I would have oh. liked this. Oh, man. Fuck. Anyway, you should play it. Great game. But it reminds me of a character from there, but funny enough. But um, anyway, I think he's got potential. Hopefully. Time uh, to make fun of him like Bull Buchanan, G2, or G Squared. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? G Squared? <laughs> Yeah, Bull Buchanan. Oh, man. Isn't that when he was with fucking uh, Cena as well? Yeah, we went hip-hop. God damn it. The hip-hop hippo, bro. Wasn't he calling himself that too? Or some shit? Was he the hip-hop hippo? Or was that uh, was Albert hit that for a minute? Oh, no, that was Albert. It was Albert. Yeah. You're right. It was Albert 100%. Like, Brandon uh, Ghostman needs, like, a name like Tyson Tomko. You know, like, to make it like a... <laughs> Tyson Tomko. I know, not like, it's a similar kind of... Or, or, or say, um, uh, what's his name, dude? <sighs> like a Snitsky, a Gene Snitsky. Yeah, Snitsky's a one word. Go, yeah, Snitsky's for <laughs> Or why not uh, Nails? 2.0. Yeah. Since that's a thing these days. <laughs> you have a cool jail name, a prison name. Right? <laughs> yeah, like Goatsman. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing sounds... Goatsman's better than Grandin Goatsman. Because it, sm- it sounds like Strowman, like Goatsman and Strowman. Grand I mean, Goatsman? Seriously. Even Grand Goatsman. <laughs> Grand Goatsman. <laughs> or why not like change it a little bit? Like, Because, you know, WB would do it. They'd call him literally Goatsman. Like the spelling. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Goat, or they'll call him like Gritsman. Johnny Grand, Gritsman. Grandin the Goat. <laughs> Tyson Tomko, I like that, dude. What Grady? Grady Goatsman or something even better, like Grady? Grady, Grady King? Grady something, it's too similar to Brody King, you're right. Oh, well, I know, since the number one name in professional wrestling has to have a page in it, why not call him, uh, uh, Goatsman Page? WWE's doing it too now, Braun Strowman, <laughs> uh, Bronson Breaker, Bronson Reed. Uh... <laughs> they got, they're doing it now too. Unbelievable, man. Oh, P.S. Austin says, G'day, lads. What up, P.S. And Happy New Year, man. Good year, homie. And check out Shooting the Shit with P.S. Austin. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, guess who, guess who else is going to be at this show? Jeff Lippman. Right. He, uh, he sponsored John Schuyler from Impact. He sponsored his match. And Jeff, the Hammerlock Hangover is going to be... Uh, like their logo is gonna be on that, and I sponsored Cabana Man Dan. Dalakov Wrestling did too. That's so awesome, man. Yeah, how much yeah. is that? How much does that go for? Uh, we can't say. It's a uh, business. Oh, man. Each each Damn person it. is different. Each man. Each. But oh man, I'll talk to you off the air anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's this Saturday. There's a lot of cool. Diana Prasa is gonna be there. Ricardo Rodriguez. Uh, a lot of cool people. Lady Frost awesome, from Impact. Oh, dude, you're killing it, man. You're, you're killing it lately, man. Absolutely killing it. 
But let's get back into Dynamite because that's why I had the tune on in the background because it is the Death Triangle Impact Penta El Zero Miedo and Ray Phoenix versus the Elite in Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson in a best of seven series falls count anywhere match six and Don Callis is also on commentary for this one and boy was this bananas and berserk and great it was quite fun of a match yeah it's just like how many times can you see it you know we're gonna you know it was pretty obvious we're gonna go to match seven though yeah so because of that I'll like check my phone like certain parts are in the match you're gonna wait till the end you know like Oh boy! I guess the elite are gonna win this one, right? Uh, did, isn't isn't um, Nick Jackson out? I heard this week. So they're they pushing the back match. Nah, that's because of Kenny Omega is in Japan right now as we speak. Uh, uh, that makes because sense. Because tonight is Wrestle Kingdom. That's right. live from Japan. I'm glad Japan and Australia is only like a half an hour time difference, so I get to see that shit in prime time. So I'm looking forward to it, man. And uh, yeah, Kenny is facing. Will Osprey, and interesting enough, for a fun fact, it is the first show that's promoted by New Japan, featuring WWE and AEW guys on the card. Pretty awesome. And yeah, did you watch the Shinsuke match? I just watched his entrance, man. I I didn't watch it. I know the finish was him sucking the. Yeah, isn't that creepy? Mist. Yeah, sucked the mist out of his mouth. That's creepy. I'm- like, you, you didn't ask permission for that, too? That's kind of, like, creepy, dude. It works for Japan, though, dude. Yeah, the crowd loved it, yeah, I mean... But I will say this. Shinsuke's entrance was badass, man. Oh, it was awesome. They're gonna play that live uh, violin every time. Yeah, the violin well, dude was white rocking he was it. Wearing. It, it was sick, badass. bro. It looked like it a star. Was, it was absolutely yeah. sick. And uh, Todd says, represent the Dollar Club and the HMG well, my man. Brother, Absolutely. So we try our hardest. Absolutely, man. Well, anyway, this match had pretty much everything. We had sling blades. We had V triggers into the can. We had uh, Meltzer drivers on the floor. We had all sorts of shit, man. We even had a one winged angel off the balcony and threw a table. That and that's awesome. what was. That was pretty awesome. And that was the finish as the Elite win by pinfall via an avalanche one winged angel through a table from Kenny Omega onto Ray Phoenix evening the series up at three apiece this is a bomb burner dude yeah does Kenny have the most protected finisher in all of wrestling absolutely absolutely easily because nobody kicks out of the one winged angel except only one guy is actually no No. it was uh, no not even a Carter bro once he gets it onto you now, it's because of Ibushi, dude. Ah, okay. okay. His the only Gold one. The, the only one, dude. But yeah, no. That is definitely the most protected finish in all of pro wrestling. As it should be, because everyone's finish should be sacred in this you know, world that we call professional wrestling. I don't understand. Yeah, this is an awesome match, though. You're right. Just, I'm just ready for them to be done wrestling each other. But it was awesome. Tons Absolutely. of high spots. Phoenix was fucking flying literally all over. He was throwing his body at everybody, dude. It's great seeing him healthy again. When he's healthy, it's, it's amazing to watch. 
he was flying, bro. Literally flying. But as I said, the Elite tie the series at three apiece, and we go into match seven. But not this week from Seattle. I think the week after, because like I was saying, Kenny is in Japan at the moment. So yeah, I'm 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 pumped, man. But Todd says in the chat, I wouldn't mind if Nakamura won the Rumble, but at least we'll hopefully get the entrance anyway. Well, when he won the Rumble a few years back, he should have, in my opinion, won the WWE Championship. But instead, they wasted him winning the Rumble for whatever reason. But at least I heard say he won. Uh, I heard it was because of the video game. Because AJ was on the cover of the video game. That's why AJ beat him. <sighs> Come on, man. I don't know, man. It doesn't match up to their original match, though, in Japan back in the day, dude. Yeah, neither did Finn and AJ, too. I thought that would have been a little better. But it, I mean, it was okay. Yeah, that's true. Finn, yeah. Finn, it was all right. It was cool. It well, after the match, though, we get the Acclaim's new music video attack on Jeff Jarrett and some company follows. Um, I didn't like this track, dude. And to be fair, since Johnny the Jobber, and shout out to Johnny at Dollar Club Wrestling, I can't look at Max Custer the same when he busts, dude. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was funny. I thought like uh, the Karen Jarrett line too. As much as she hates it, and is going going off about it online. It was funny. Um, that's their gimmick. They just bring the heat. Uh, yeah, Johnny Jarrett beat him though, and he should be uh, challenging him every week. But destroyed him, bro. <laughs> you know? And if anyone hasn't checked that out, I truly mean destroyed him. Shout out to Johnny the Jobber. I'm telling you, man, that was money. Um, Todd says in the chat I think only, the only man that has kicked out of Omega's finisher clean was Okada or Hangman Page maybe I don't think so man I'm pretty sure it was only Kota Ibushi that kicked out of it clean I don't think even Okada did it man like and, he, and if he did it wasn't exactly the one winged angel he might have done it like a little bit different which it wasn't happen really all the way or something. right right something but uh, anyway I have to look into it again but I'm pretty sure he hasn't uh, but anyway, we move on though next uh, with the Tay J matchup in Anna J and Tay Mello versus Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. I don't know, man. Not much to say other than Tay J or Tay J A S win by pinfall with a Tay KO from Tay Mello onto Ruby Soho. What are they doing with Ruby, dude? Is she done with AEW or what, man? She, she looks, looks so weird. She looks yeah. flustered. You see her like reaching in the hand, her hands up to, for the the, uh, the chair, like before they even did it too. Like she looks. She's like, weird, dude. She she's kind of like a weird chick, man. Maybe I think because they broke her nose too many times, she's afraid to get hit in the face. Now it's a very big possibility. <laughs> well, if you're gonna be like that, I mean, look at Britt Baker, dude. She doesn't give a fuck. No, Britt's a she's badass tough. girl. Like maybe like um, she's Pennsylvania tough, bro. She is. Pitts just still city tough. I know we're Philly tough. Yeah. She's still, like uh, Ty's Ty's very green, and she definitely is prone to um, hitting people. So maybe it's just she's, she's, she's stiff, bro. She's stiff, but she's become so much better though. I love her matches because they're so stiff. They don't. There's not choreographed looking at all. Yeah. Um, I, I do prefer a lot of these green people to the choreographed people um it, just, it looks more realistic probably because you are really getting because it, yeah exactly <laughs> the actual potatoes yeah but, it's not know. safe but i do enjoy her matches and her work uh, but she needs to 
No, but she's starting to get it now. She's starting to understand who she is and who she's meant to be. You know what I mean? So kudos to you, Tay, because I remember you sucked for so long. I thought you'll never get it right. But you know what? Hats off also to Sammy Guevara, which I'm sure has helped her out big time. Yeah, Sammy gets a lot of hate online. I think Sammy's awesome. Oh, no doubt, man, for sure. Um, Post-match, though, the heels are ever so graciously flipping the crowd off as they walk out. But then we get the Us Boys are leaving and uh, run into an interview. They say they're in party mode because they're the best tag team in the world and they'll address FTR next week. Cool. Uh, anything to say about this, Kev? No, Us Boys are a good team. Um, they're a real team. That's yeah. the thing, dude. You know what I mean? The Ass Boys. Anyway, um, but after that, we move into another interview as we get absolute Ricky Starks is interviewed backstage. He says he's feeling a lot better than his good pal, Action Andretti, who got fireballed last week and he's going to get some revenge for him. He appreciates that Chris Jericho sees him as a star, but he's no experiment. And January 4 is going to be a masterclass in Ricky Starks whooping Chris Jericho's ass. Uh, yeah. And he's got a big mouth and a bad attitude and he's going to be the one to take Jericho down several notches because he can. Typical oh, Ricky Starks, Kev. Yeah, he's, he's getting a lot better though. He's more confident. He's been killing it. But real quick, I look, I googled uh, who kicked out of the one-winged angel. Ibushi kicked it? out of the one-winged angel when he faced Omega at the NG, NJPW G1 Climax in 2018. Your match received the 5.5 stars and fans did not forget to remind the cleaner of Ibushi's kick out. See, I was right. Yeah, you're you right. That's why Jimmy knows best. Just quietly. <laughs> I'm fucking around. But, um, no, nah, because everyone knows, oh, well, if you don't know, I'm a pretty big Kenny Mark. I don't I don't uh, portray it as much as I used to. You know what I mean? I don't want to be biased, but, man, especially his Japan runs, I was a huge fan. Not so much his DDT stuff, but more his New Japan stuff, obviously. I was... I, I, didn't watch, I didn't watch New Japan, but I watched his matches, his main events too. Like if I knew he had a big match. I used to anticipate his matches, even still yeah. now, because the one thing that you know for sure with Kenny, and this is why I love him, dude, doesn't matter who you put him against, he can, he gets out a great match against anybody, dude. Anybody. Legitimately. Yeah, I know Cornette rips his finger things. I think it's cool. You know, I think it's cool. Well, it's, it is cool. What's wrong with that? It's just tall, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like that Shooting. fucking gun thing. It's Bullet yeah, Club, man. Cool. And it's a Japan thing, dude. Come on. All the Bullet Club members do it, especially the leaders, man. Like AJ's is this, you know, this yeah, way. Didn't Finn do it sideways? Yeah, Finn does it sideways and sort yeah. of like this sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, what do you call it? What's Switchblade do? Like this. Sort of downways uh, with the too sweet. You know what I mean? Or like a with the gun but really does the gun uh, but also uh, oh who was it man I think that covers it like Kenny does this AJ does this fucking thing does that Finn Balor anyway yeah they all do it man so yeah I don't I don't know what's say but you know what's funny shout out to Disco but I'm going to point one thing out I remember a couple of years back actually a few years ago now these days I hear him give shit about Kenny Omega quite a few times right but I remember listening to an interview he did on ProWrestling.net, right? And uh, 
this on a podcast and he's a few years ago he was explaining why Kenny Omega was his favorite like worker at that time right and he's saying yeah I love the finger thing because you know it's a it's a gimmick like you can see people doing it and all that shit like it's it's marketing like he gets it and that's what he was saying he was praising him gets it this and that fast forward years later suddenly it's like he never said all that shit and I'm like I remember Disco when you say that shit Please. Um, he could have changed because AEW Kenny's very, very different than New Japan Kenny. Of course, but it had to be, man, because he was catering for the Japan crowd back then. Mm-hmm. I, I, Which... I think that heel Kenny with Don Callis when he was champion was an awesome run. I love that, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, me, too. me too. But like now he's a little underwhelming. I don't think he's just stuck in the trios. Well, right now, yeah, he's doing nothing really other than the trios, but still putting out bangers. And, and to be fair... I hate when people say he doesn't draw for AEW. Bullshit. Him and Danielson literally sold out uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium the first year, the first match when the, you know it was the main event, the first time round. Period. That that's what sold that friggin' stadium, dude. He made the. I think the title was most important when he had it. It felt the most important. It felt the biggest. Until it's CM true, Punk. man. Until CM Punk, yeah. Because what people forget, man, he's really a typical sort of old school type of like uh, wrestler in terms of not his in ring, but in terms of his character and the way he acts. Like it's it's typical wrestling, dude. But people like trash on him, but really he's like a throwback. Yeah, it's characteristic, but uh, he's not great on the mic. He's okay. Uh, Don Callis. No, nah, he's not great on the mic. Come on, yeah, he can be too much of a goofball, like too much sometimes. Like he's a funny guy, but then he overdoes it sometimes. So sometimes he needs to like just chill out on that shit. But other than that, man, I mean, I hate when people call him overrated because I think he's people that didn't check out his run pre AEW. You missed out, man. Straight he up, could man. he could headline a WWE pay per view. You know, dude, he could headline. He, absolutely straight off the bat dude are you telling me him versus Seth if, Rollins right now to headline like a, any pay-per-view would be dude that, that's got a story behind it too because they were close they're actually close friends and uh, Seth has come out and said it numerous times that he's his dream opponent right now and he said it even on WWE's podcast is Kenny Omega I think there's a chance Kenny will be there one day if, you know me too yeah, it's a big chance but he's 40 that's the only thing so he's got to do it very quick and as far as I know his contract does come up in 2023 in January but I think Tony Khan is gonna because he was injured yeah roll it over yeah roll it over so yeah I used to like uh, put down Kenny because people used to talk crap on Seth so I was like I would just to talk Seth up I would talk crap on Kenny because like the internet was like so I would play it up the gimmick. That was kind of my gimmick. The anti-Kenny. I like Kenny. I like Kenny a lot. Like, uh, but I want to see today's Seth against Kenny because that would be the fu- that would be just great. You know what I mean? Can you picture him like coming to the ring going, <laughs> Kenny? You know what I mean? Kenny. Have Kenny do like a classic New Japan entrance too, like a maniac looking entrance too. Like, oh, that'd be awesome! But Terminator, like the Terminator dude. Yeah, yeah. Was I'm talking about Kenny doing the Terminator entrance to that. Like, as Seth is waiting for him or whatever, you just see the... That'd be awesome. But, uh, yeah, I'm dreaming now, dude. Damn. 
<laughs> but I hope it does happen because if it need, in if it's going to happen, it needs to happen in the next two years, big time, man. Otherwise, it's going to be way too late. But anyway, back to AEW because as we come back from commercial, we get uh, Samoa Joe making his entrance and cutting a promo about how Wardlow isn't coming down and he tried to find a replacement opponent, but Wardlow is going to fight. He pushes his way through referees and the medics and the fight is on, Kev, because it is an AEW TNT Championship matchup between Samoa Joe, your champion, versus the big goofball in Wardlow. Yes, I said goofball and I'm a fan of his, but right from the start we get right hands whip and Wardlow's uh, a little ginger on the leg and Joe smells blood in the water and kicks it off the ropes into a spine buster mounted punches as Mr. Mayhem staying on him Samoa cuts him down chops to the chest off the ropes and then we get a big lariat that takes him off his feet then we get a short whip into a knee breaker and then Warlow barely back on his feet and beating referee Paul Turner's 10 count only for Joe to put boots to him jockeying for position into the turnbuckles as Mr. Mayhem Warlow knocks him down big senton Atomico but he can't capitalize because he has a bum knee Kev as Warlow then powers up German suplexes whip across sting a splash in the corner Warlow manages a power bomb for another one but Joe isn't out yet as we get a coquina clutch in the middle of the ring as Joe wins by referee stoppage with the Coquina Clutch to retain his AEW TNT Championship and still the king of television, Kev. If I mean, I love Samoa Joe. So this was awesome for Samoa Joe. Uh, being a Wardlow fan too, it definitely made him look like a jabroni, uh, which uh, I didn't like that. Think? But for Samoa Joe, this is freaking awesome. Like He, he looks like a freaking killer, like, like he should. Uh, and that's what kills me, man, because if they don't have him winning, it's so done all for nothing. Yeah, I don't get it too. Like, if, even if this was to put Darby Allen over, why would you have him kill Darby Allen two weeks ago? You know, it was an awful match, but I, I just don't understand it. Why? And they've been all over the place with Darby Allen lately too, man. Which is fair because he is like a pinball, you know, like a like a like a construction ball, you know, a wrecking ball. Um, he he can win and lose at, at will, uh, but I just don't get like to the same guy. You don't you get destroyed and then come back and do the opposite. Well, which might not happen. Like you said, Warlow could make him win or something. But. You know what I noticed, dude? There was no women's match on Dynamite, I don't think. The uh, Ruby Riot. Oh, yes. Far out. You're right. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, but it felt like... Really... I know, I know. That's why I laughed. But no, because I was thinking to myself, there was no dollar like here. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Ty, Ty Mello. Ty Mello got it. Oh, so Ty did get it? Yeah. Oh. I want my motherfucking money. Services rendered. Fuck a check. Return it to sender. Give me mine and legal tender, Mr. Manager. The venue was filled to capacity. Check the door box. Count my percentage and get that to me. Fuck me, fuck me on the door and we in all black with millies. Ball caps and billies. It's all raps for really. Fuck me on the door and we in all black with millies. Ball caps and billies. It's all raps for <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> She finished 2022 with $9. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw the list, man. And I'm surprised with the with the number one spot, dude. What the hell? Mandy? 
Oh, I thought she was number two. I thought I saw number two. No, that was for like, female workers. That wasn't Valerie. Oh, oh I was going to say. Mandy so was yeah, like uh, Mandy was, was number one by far. She had like 24 oh. or five. Yeah. I was going to say, dude. Jeez. Well, Jade. that's good to know. I think Rhea Ripley was two. Jade Cargill was three, I believe. For the dollar winner. I see that list properly now, damn it. And I always have it scrolling on the screen in the podcast. The All right, I've got to pay. Well, notice, like I said, I've been away for like a week and a half, so... Yeah, I'm gonna get back into things. That's no the top fifty dollar. It'll be chill. Next one will be the twenty twenty three though, so it won't be on there. So you have to look oh, at an true. older one and see it scrolling on the bottom. That's true. That's, that's the top true. fifty uh, dollar winners on the bottom of the screen. Man, I can't believe it's already twenty twenty three, dude. Yeah. Ridiculous, man. But um, anyway, I, after the match, sorry. Do you want to hear who the first dollar winner of twenty twenty three was? Do you want a little spoiler for my podcast Thursday night? Please, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Buy that for a dollar. Lexa Bliss, good yeah, pick, Alexa man. Bliss. Good she's shot. That's a little right there. She's got man. She's got a nice little booty woody, man. I'm telling you, man. Or should I say, botty wotty? <laughs> What's the Australian term for it? For what? A, a ass? Like a booty? What is the Australian term for a booty? Booty, man. Just say booty. There's no like booty. funny little slang word or nothing. Um, bum. Stop no, looking at my bum. Yeah, like bum, but not really. We don't say that shit though. Like, it's not like check out that bum, man. <laughs> you, you don't say that. It's just yeah, like or like cakes, man. Cakes, all right. I like you know what I mean. With like you guys, pretty much everyone says cakes these days. And uh, Todd says I'd agree with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, anyway, after the match, Wallow wakes up Kev and tries to grapple Paul Turner briefly before reality kicks in and he realizes that he fucking lost as Joe gets a toolbox out from under the ring and he fishes scissor out, scissors out, Kev. And guess what? He's Brutus the Barber. Actually, sorry. He's Joe the Barber Beefcake and cuts Wallow's top knot off, dude. What, are they stealing the acclaimed scissor gimmick? <laughs> yeah. He's not the only one scissoring, Daddy. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yeah, I was surprised by that. So I guess, I don't know if Wallow's going to go bald or he's going to have just, you know, that troublemaker hairstyle when you're back in high school, you have the fringes. <laughs> that, like, especially shout-outs to all my Asian peeps out there because a lot of Asians would love that hairstyle. You know what I mean? Just the fringes. I don't know about the ones in, in your neck of the woods, but the ones here used to be like that. But, uh, yeah, I think they, 10, 15 years ago they used to do that. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, probably 20 years ago, dude. Yeah. It was like a late 90s thing, even. Kind of like the Jersey Shore blowout, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know what? Those old school dudes are sort of coming back in when you think about it because even undercuts, dude. Who would have thought? Like, honestly, dude, back in the day, I used to always have an undercut, right? But I never thought that it would come back in now, dude. Now it's like the most modern hairdo these days. They don't have the part in the middle, though, anymore. Oh, nah, fuck that. It's like the bowl in your head, bro. The bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like all even, like a mushroom. <laughs> I had that for a little bit. Oh. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's the worst, bro. It's probably my no. yearbook picture in like 97. <laughs> when I had that back in the late 90s, I used to have an undercut as well. I sort of still do now, but not fully. But um, I used to always have my fringes longer, man. Like you can't. The bowl look, man, you'd get so much shit, bro. Oh, man, I wish. I wish I had had it longer. 
Oh man. <laughs> I mean, at That's times cool. I did, but I definitely had the crappy bowl cut for like a year, <laughs> year and a half period. Oh, that's brilliant, dude. Well, anyway, um, after that, though, we get Darby Allen running in and cracks the skateboard across Joe's back as a challenge is issued. Allen holds the title up, and that's the show. So we're going to have Darby, like we're saying at the start of the show, versus, uh, what's his name? Samoa Joe, the king of television. I love Darby, and I love Joe. I just don't understand why he got demolished two weeks ago, and then he's going for the belt now. And... <sighs> Darby's been there three years now. Maybe it's time to push him up to the main event too, you know, or at least attempt it. Yeah, I know, but see, they don't, they, they don't know what to do with him either, dude. They're just... Too bloated. They, yeah, like they, he's on TV one minute, then he's off TV for three weeks and he's back on TV. They just do this to buy time, man, and people don't see it, man. I, I don't understand how some people can't take those AEW-colored glasses off their faces, dude, because... Well, with Darby, it's different though, because he, he's way over. He's like the he's an original. So if you right. give him a random belt for the fans, cool. Um, just that he lost to Samoa Joe's or if he threw me off. If he didn't lose to him two weeks ago, I wouldn't have uh, questioned this booking. You know, Darby can win any belt anytime, and fans gonna go crazy and totally acceptable and works for him. Yeah, but if they keep doing that though, man, they just gotta be careful. That's all, in my opinion. But. Uh it is what it is but overall i kind of enjoyed dynamite like i said i had to watch it twice the first time i just wasn't feeling it the second time i was more into it so i'll give it like a three out of five stars kev what would you give it if you had to give it a rating two and a half yeah below average right yeah well well, in saying that, Kev, you know what, man? Tell them where they can find you, bro. Uh, follow, go on uh, YouTube, Dollar Club Wrestling. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us. We have a weekly uh, 8 o'clock Thursday show. We're, we're going to be at 9 o'clock this week, every Thursday night. Jamie's on there a lot. Jeff Flipman's on there a lot as well. Uh, this weekend, uh, we're going to have a show in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, like we were talking about. We uh, Dollar Club's affiliated with American Excellence Wrestling. I'm Uncle oh, Slam yeah. there. <laughs> I'm not wrestling yet. I'm more like a hype guy, but uh, I'm working my way up to wrestling there. I'm to see. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Uncle Slam. Uncle Slam. Yeah, Uncle Slam. Uh, it's Uncle to... Slam. 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 <laughs> Come to Slamburg, Pennsylvania. Uncle Slam will take care of all the malarkey and scallywags out there. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant, man. Well, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Massifex and also at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.poppy.com where you can find all our shows. Also, like and subscribe Dollar Club Wrestling on YouTube and also like and subscribe hummingmediagroup.poppy.com and channelattitude.com. And in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Kevin Panetta. And you've been listening and watching the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PWC Network. Happy New Year, y'all. Peace.
crossbody or not, and Claudio Castagnoli, the veteran, takes oh. advantage. He's getting flung around this ring like a paper airplane. Yeah. He, just, he launches that those European uppercuts. Again, just launched toward him. Bridge his whole body into it, pivots into it, hip, everything. Yeah, we have a great view in the corner. You can watch how Dante's head just charged back every time one of those uppercuts land. Oh, and a trap kick. Claudio, vascular-wise, that is so hard to do. The cover, and Dante able to kick out. Two amazing athletes right there. One doling out the punishment, and one being able to kick out after it. Yeah, you got to respect Dante for kicking out, because he got lit up on that kick and all those uppercuts. The fans here in Denver, they want to see the giant swing. Giant swing. That's how Mile City. That's how Claudio Castagnoli regained the Ring of Honor World Championship. Yes, Chris Jericho oh. <laughs> tapped out. But Darius got dragged into the ring by Claudio Castagnoli. And now Claudio's got Darius. Whoa. Giant swing, but Darius is not the legal man. And Stefan has let me know that. Stefan Smith. Oh, what the hell is going on? His own brother. That was awesome. The roll up. Was wild. Here's some great teamwork coming up. Teamwork by Top Flight. The DDT lands. And the boot to the face of Moxley from Darius. Sent on by Dante. Cover, cover, they, cover. They can win this. A cover. Again. Mox having a hard time getting in the ring because of that knee. You got to assume that. That's right. It prevented him from trying to make a save, but Claudio kicked away. Wow. What a match. What a tag team match. What a, what a awesome dynamite it's been so far. That's a tremendous night of action. We're not even an hour in as Top Flight looking to build some momentum here. A victory would set them up quite nicely heading into the new year. But Claudio Castagnoli with different ideas in mind. Big power right there. Castagnoli, what power. Man, oh man. Now Dante pulling himself upright with the assistance of the ropes. Claudio charges in. Dante falls over. Oof. Top flight combination offense. Getting pinballed. And the cover. Two and no. That's how you break up a cover. Well, you're not kidding. These kids are working so well together. Look at Moxley holding that left knee. Well, he just he exploded into Dante to break up the cover. But man, just pushing his weight off Moxley, off of the knee. You can see the pain he's in. Yeah, Moxley with those, those fingers gripped tight on that knee every time. He drops his hands, but now his hands are up and they are flying into the face of top flight. Knee to knee, how oh, that knee slowed him down. A thrust kick by Claudio, the high boot to Darius. Dante lands an elbow, a solid elbow strike. A second one, Claudio. Claudio's on rubber legs. Yeah, he get him off his feet, though. Wait, Claudio, the pop up and great assist there. That's brotherly love. But Darius, the thrust kicks. Claudio, he's on roller skates. Claudio's rocked. Could be their moment. Well, maybe not. The reversal. What the hell? What a reversal to the reversal by Dante Martin. Darius. One man's man is flying the cover. Two and oh, Claudio kicks out. Outstanding. Did not get the win, but what a near fall. What a move. Great job, Darius. And you can see Darius is hurting himself. Tough to follow up, man. It really is. When you leave it all out here on and putting out this type of offense. Oh, Moxley, he tried to bait in Darius Martin. But Darius able to avoid Claudio Castagnoli. The uppercut reversed the backslide to no. So close to another.
Did, but it probably did. Right now, these body shots are hitting their marks, Shivani. Oh, I love, I love how he almost winds up with those arms. I mean, his shots, everything he does is with such force, passion. Look at that. Taz, I believe that was an Uchimata out of the was. corner. And now, the high color in the overhead suplex from El Diablo. Hook. Very explosive hips and technique. How these throws happen. This could be the beginning of the end. Look how he just rears legs. Yeah, those cross face shots. And now, <laughs> got control of the back. The red rope locked 
FTW champion, Hook. I told you he wasn't a good move. And Hook, another dumb hook, 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 hook. You want to know what's crazy? Tell you what, Stokely better be careful well, that I don't slap him across his lip. I mean, I mean, Hook better be careful right now because he's got Lee Moriarty and Big Bill. Hold on here. Oh, but Hook may have some reinforcements. Yeah, maybe return the favor of a week ago. The redemption. Watch out! No! Throwing a shoulder to Lee Moriarty. Oh, jungle fist fight out here. Just scrapping on the oh, outside, but inside the, the ring. In the ring, look at this in the ring. My God. The size of Big Bill. But then look at Hook, he's not backing no, down. He is not concerning the least. Not afraid. And on the floor, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, he's subdued Lee Moriarty. Oh. Oh. Oh, 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 he's going for the T-Bone. The T-Bone attempt by Hook. Almost got that T-Bone, you're right, Excalibur. And now Big Bill, but wait, oh, punch out. Jungle Boy, boom! Parry the two by four across the spine. Oh. <laughs> A great equalizer by Jack. Ooh, he was swinging for the fences Man, there. He was going for the head. You are right. Well, it's good for Big Bill. He got his ass out of there. Electricity in the arena. for his head.
F's the hands, you're in trouble, buddy. Hands come together, the kick is on. Those kicks across the head, the chest, and now the high shot. Danielson sent into the ropes. Ethan Page, low bridge. Page overzealous, spills to the outside, and now Brian Danielson, the drop kick. Stokely tried to pull Ethan Page out of harm's way, but Danielson just too fast. And now Brian Danielson. This he missed it, yeah, Ethan Page. He did get the assist from Stokely there. He did, got pushed out the way. Oh! Man. Whoa. Ow. Danielson oh my lost God. it up in the power slam. What strength that time by Page. All ego, Ethan Page. Changing the complexion of a match on, on the of the match on a moment's notice. You're exactly right because the momentum had shifted towards Danielson, but all ego brought it back to his corner. Now Ethan Page launching off the bottom rope, the oh, cutter, oh, oh. the cover. No, tough to keep a guy like Danielson down, Shabani. All that experience. Yeah, Danielson's got a lot of reserve. Sometimes it looks like he doesn't. You see Danielson trying to drape that right arm across the head, but Ethan Page once again just raining down those right hands. You see a little bit of the uh, frustration in the eyes, the facial expression of Ethan Page. He doesn't know what's, what more he has to do to beat the American Dragon. I don't think he should be that first man. I think he's, he's wrestled a very, very sound, very cool island match. Yes, you notice how, how Danielson, he changed his grip to go over the wrist of Ethan Page. Kicked out the leg, but now Ethan Page using those kicks to the back of the back of the head from the ground. He's looking good right now, guys. Danielson hoisted up once. Oh, no! But he turned it around on Ethan Page. Such incredible desperation counter that was perfectly done by Brian Danielson. Oof! Danielson wow. sized up Ethan Page. Done it. The strike lands two and no! I thought for sure he was out the way he went to the mat. He might be tapping out right here. The transition, center of the ring, Ethan Page. He's going to have to use all his strength to climb, to crawl to the ropes. But Danielson doing a good job of obstructing the Get your leg on the rope, get your leg, you go. Good, good in that sense, realizing where you are while you're in harm's way. It's really tough when you're Danielson right there, right, Tim? But yeah. you really can't stop him from moving. You can't because the hold is locked in, and it's right. tough to keep your base there while a guy as big as Ethan Page is getting to the bottom rope. Brian Danielson falling back to the mat while clutching his head. Guys are in a battle here. Extremely physical, and Ethan Page, he has landed repeatedly with those strikes to the head on Danielson, Tony. Yeah, and Danielson, as you can see, to your point, wobbly getting to his feet. But hell, he's going to go to the top. What in the world is he thinking? Well, Danielson's going to leave it all out here. Remember, he's got mine. Let's see if he hits it. Danielson, he'll try Ooh. to find his footing. Ethan Page, too quick for him. Yeah, maybe too wobbly to try to climb up. Possibly it could be right on that, Shivani, for sure. But now, uh-oh. Ethan Page might be going. Maybe thinking Ego's edge here. Ego's edge from the, from the second rope. He's got, I don't know what he's going. Maybe thinking Avalanche Power Slam, whatever it is, it's not good for Danielson. Uh -oh. He's got that armbar there, possibly armbar, I should say. Now the elbow strikes. It's a great counter by Danielson. This now testing the chin of Ethan Page. Trap the arm there. Trap the arm. He's holy hell. He's got Danielson over the shoulder. Dangerous. This is dangerous for both men. Ethan Page. There it is. Avalanche power slam into a cover. Leg is moving. Oh, 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 oh. Man, the 
as talented and as great as Old Eagle is, man, that would have been an upset in my opinion. Again, the perseverance of Brian Danielson. Sometimes we talk so much about his offense, let's talk about his perseverance. Look at it right here. To your point, Shabani driven hard into the mat and able to kick out, but that was a great avalanche power slam by Old Eagle. Danielson being brought up. How much more of this assault can he withstand from Ethan Page? And how much more does Ethan Page have left in the tank? At that time, Danielson just couldn't even get up. And Page now is going to have to rethink his strategy here. What does he do next? I saw that grin by Page. Oh, Lindy. There goes Edge. He's got him back to back. Got a million dollar smile. He's going to get a million dollar victory right now. Oh, it up. He waited a little bit too long. Swinging on miss by Ethan Page. Up there if you want. Easy, Shabani. Wise guy.
people wanna know what you doing on our show when you haven't been relevant since 2004. Spending my days working hard on the go. Yo, it's platinum on the mic, going hard on these hoes. Hey, double J, you a double A, ho. Really thinking you could be the claim? No, about to have you tapping like a Morse code. I stay scheming like I'm global force gold. You're a carny, ripping people off every minute. Gizet is off, Mizad is it, is it? The king of the mountain for this ass whooping. The last outlaws, last match, last booking. Slap you so hard till my palms hurt. You're the worst Jeffrey since Dahmer. Feeling upwards is just your way of life. And you stealing money like it's Kurt Angle's wife. R-A-S-S-L-E, wrestler. Couldn't draw a dime in my time, you a bastard. You're a carny, Jeff, you're the master. The acclaim, we always get the last word. I pimp slap you, turn your hat backwards. I'ma have you seeing stars like a password. Still here in 2020, what? That is absurd. Got me laughing at you so hard, make my abs hurt. Wait, what do we have here? This Ring of Honor's top guy from their bad years. Jay Lethal's only known for imitating dudes. 20 year veteran and no one's imitating you. Lost to Flair, he was 74. By the way, Jay, my elbow is better than yours. I got over, I ain't have to copy macho. When I'm on the top rope, you're in TNA so long. You got Stockholm Syndrome, split you like a wishbone. Jared, I'ma slap these nuts on your chin bone. Carry the guitar, can't play one lick. Only thing that you stroke is your little ass. S-S-L-E, wrestler Couldn't draw a dime in my time, you a bastard You're a carny, Jeff, you're the master The acclaim, we always get the last word The PWC Network What the world is watching And listening to